Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back. Uh, real quick before we get started. Gary, uh, you missed... Uh, I'm going to send you a gift. I know you weren't really feeling well last week. I know you're not feeling well today, apparently. Uh, you weren't... Uh, different different scenarios, though. You weren't really feeling well last week. I saw something. I'm sending it to you. Not sure when it's going to get there. But I saw this product uh, just before. It's a <laughs> toilet seat that shows how much you weigh, uh, how much weight you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, any predictions, Gare, on uh, what was uh, left in the loo two weeks ago? Any, any, any <laughs> pounds here means diff, something different than, uh, I guess. Right, yeah. I think it was. It was good. I think it took a big GG, Dolan. Yeah. I'm almost saying <laughs> that's, that's terrible. So, yeah. All good, apart from the I've wrecked my back, but all good. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. I am your host of Misinformation. Uh, we are powered, as always, by the Eastern Observer. You can take, the, you can taste the power. We had a fun weekend this weekend. Didn't do so well with our wrestling picks. Football picks, we did okay, but uh, we'll get into that at the end of the show. Uh, did okay with our wrestling picks, but it was a fun weekend nonetheless. Extreme Rules, Bound for Glory. We, uh, I was uh, absolutely more than happy. Uh, sitting through all that on trains, both shows. Uh, anyways, but uh, let's hear our little guest, uh, our panel here today uh, on the bottom part of our screen. As always, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things today? Good. Fun weekend of uh, wrestling. Uh, as you said, great wrestling. A lot of great wrestling. Some questionable booking decisions, but we'll get into that. Uh. Top part of our screen, I'm hoping Michelangelo is okay. And number four, John Smith. <laughs> now, I've never noticed Michelangelo there before. Is this just, are you like a Sal Ruka fan? Are we doing the gnarly Calabunga hang 10 stuff now? Or You really never noticed I had Michelangelo here ever I since I moved in here? I don't recall, no. Yeah, King Kong Bundy's always right in front of him. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I was more of a Donatello guy. How's everything going with you today, John? Good, good. I uh, can't complain. I'm ready to talk some wrestling. And uh, below John Smith, uh, our senior UK correspondent, Gary Maheffy, uh, is just falling apart at the seams. It, it seems like he had a stomach thing two weeks ago. Now, uh, more uh, back issues, Gary. It's, yeah. He said he just turned 25, but I'm, I'm begging to differ on this. I think I think I must have a bad back just from from carrying John Smith through everything that he's done for the last lot of weeks to keep him relevant. Like so, you know. I'll give you something to carry. <laughs> on today's episode, we have a huge Ring of Honor Championship match tomorrow night on Dynamite. Some fun debuts and returns uh, in WWE on both Raw and SmackDown this past weekend. Gary uh he's with us right now. He's going to. Uh, Discuss the state of the Commonwealth address by Pretty Deadly in NXT. Uh, we make our picks for this week's upcoming shows, which is always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Gary, don't hurt yourself. Play against the universe. <laughs> there you go. Guys, she'll like it too. Uh, we're going to main event the show with Bound for Glory and the amazing main event between Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards. 
Here is the raw roll-up uh, standings going into last week. Start of 122. Here we go. Into the last week. AEW with a four roll-up lead on Raw with impacts not too far behind. Uh, SmackDown, NXT. Um, I don't know, man. Xavier Woods kind of disappointed me. I figured he was going to be the savior of SmackDown. Let's see what happens this week because I know he was uh, he was in action. Uh, we're going to curtain jerk the show with extreme rules uh, with a callback, a little bit of an Easter egg by Triple H on Friday night as he started SmackDown. Just when you think it's over, it's just the beginning. And I'm assuming he was talking about at the end of Extreme Rules after the main event pit fight, uh, which we will get into momentarily. Uh, we, we saw that he did this, I guess, once before with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. A little graphic on the bottom the, the go home where you think the show's over. And it wasn't. It was just the beginning as lights went out. And we got some live action, fun uh, playhouse characters. You guys saw a real life Huskus. Excited about that one. A real life uh, buzzard. I forget his name. Percy. Uh, Percy. That's right. Percy. Percy. And then uh, Rascally Rabbit, I think, right? Rambling. <laughs> Rambling Rabbit. See, I guess I should have paid more attention. Mercy. To Percy. What did I say? Mercy. Mercy, Mercy with an M. Mercy. Right? What did I yeah, like Waylon Mercy. Waylon. <laughs> That's how he got his name. That's why he wears the, the, the Hawaiian shirt. Really? <laughs> That's why his name is Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah. Nice. I never knew that. We really put two and two together. Nice. Very well, good job, John. I thought that was common knowledge. Yeah. No, no. I, mean, I worked with morons. Yeah. And then we got uh, in some type of mask. I don't. That wasn't a white rabbit mask, from what I saw. Um, maybe I'm just. Maybe I saw it at a wrong angle. But he was unmasked, and it was Bray Wyatt. Uh, he has returned now. Uh, I think we're all excited for Bray Wyatt. That's not the real question. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to queue up SpongeBob for this one because I have absolutely no idea. Was he getting paid by WWE this entire time? <laughs> Does anybody know this? Because I know he was never released, right? Like, yeah, he was. He, he was, was released? They announced his release about like a year ago. Okay. I thought he was sitting there just getting paid the entire time just because him and Vince didn't get along. What the hell? No, that was Bailey. That was Bailey. Nice. <laughs> Sasha Banks. That's what he yeah. said. <laughs> Sasha Banks and Naomi are rolling in right now. They're doing a damn thing. Going down runways. Uh, so we got Bray Wyatt back. Uh, he had the whole world in his hands, repeatedly playing throughout the whole process. Uh, crowd was going nuts. Uh, holy bleep chance. Uh, it was Philadelphia, so that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, we got Bray Wyatt. Uh, looks like we'll be seeing him on Friday. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, before we get into the main event pin fight, just get this out of the way. Ronda Rousey defeated Liv Morgan to win the SmackDown Women's title after Liz passed out to the leg scissor with a smile on her face. And then I hear, you know, everyone heard Dolph Ziggler in the background. This should have been me. But um, are we going to get a, just a real quick round table? Real, uh, I don't know, yes or no, or whatever you want to go into details. Is this, is this, are we going to get like a lunatic Liv Morgan now? Like, is like, did the brain... Something happened with the brain going, you know, the blood going through her brain, John McConney, where maybe this is, I don't want to say Alexa Bliss already did this, but are we going to get some type of uh, the Harley Quinn type deal, I guess you could do with Liv? Yeah, it, it would make sense for her to have some kind of attitude change over all this, you know, I mean, the, the, the you know, passing out with a smile on your face, you would think that that was a 
decision, a choice, uh, you know, that's something they decided to go with and yeah. that it will lead to something. So I think so. All right. John Smith. Um, maybe she's Abby the Witch now. Maybe she's Abby the Witch. I don't know. Gary? That was literally what I was going to say. There's been people saying that, that all of the characters are going to be, become wrestlers and people will be unmasked or whatever. And I could see that might be her character change to get involved in that. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that Joe Gacy was Huskus. Mm. That would make some sense. Oh, Dallas is coming back apparently as well. So, I mean, like, he, he may end up being one of them. But... I believe. I still believe. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite theory was that uh, Mercy the Buzzard was uh, Corbin because of the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Corbin's still riding around with JBL. That's one long-ass limousine ride those two have been taking. <laughs> Uh, John McConaughey, like I said, the, the show made an end with the pit fight. That kind of shocked us because they were promoting the hell out of Ronda and Liv, but I guess it makes sense with the ring construction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you had uh, Riddle and Rollins inside the fight pit with Daniel Cormier, your UFC Hall of Famer, as your special guest referee. And uh, our NXT versions of this, I, I don't I don't remember them feeling like a last man standing match with the, you know, all the, the, you know, the standing 10 counts, because that's basically what this turned into. It was someone would hit a high spot and Cormier would start counting to see whether or not the guy could uh, make it to his feet by 10. Uh, and in the first instance, Cormier, uh, Seth hit a stomp. Cormier went over to Rill and was kind of checking on him. And uh, Rollins was losing his mind. He's like, start counting, start counting. Uh, so he didn't get his wish there. So he started to feel like maybe there was something that was going to go on between Rollins and Cormier. And then at one point they made their way up to the platform around uh, the, the race platform around the outside of the cage. And he hit another one up there. And Cormier was like, no, you're, you're, you're on the roof. It doesn't count unless you're down here in the ring. And while Rollins was complaining, he got hit with an RKO and he kind of rolled off the ledge and into the uh, back down into the fight pit. He's on the canvas. Riddle hits a Broton from up there. And uh, Rollins makes the standing nine count. But then uh, Riddle trans uh, transitions into a triangle choke and Seth taps out. And Riddle takes the fight pit. Yeah, I think we all most most of us got all that. We, most of us got that one right. I think John, I know you had Rollins because of the, the title match on Monday, but I think yeah. we all uh, kind of hoping that Riddle would go away with this. <clears throat> John Smith, uh, you've even your series uh, with your guys against Gary's guys. I you know you're up two zero now, right? Because Santos won, and now now your boy. Hey, it's kind of like a like America Britain, you know, like yeah, yeah three now. Yeah, if you count the if you count that one, those you know, little squirrel back in 1776. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so we got uh, um Karrion Cross refusing to put on the uh the strap right at, right off the bat in this match. Um so he, he starts beating the crap out of Drew with the with the strap, gets him outside, inside, choking him, this and that. Finally, Drew takes advantage, takes the upper hand, and gets the the strap on him. Only to have Carrion take it back off at one point in the match and put it back, and somehow it ended up back on his hand. I don't even know how that happened, or maybe I didn't see correctly, but it just seemed like that was the case. Um, 
not a lot of creativity in this match, just a lot of brutality, a lot of straps across the backs and chests, and a lot of. Uh, at one point, he hung up Drew's arm above uh, the second turnbuckle and was just wailing away on him. Um, comes down to it, Drew's going for the for the um, the Claymore, and Scarlet gets in the way, of course, and. After that, we get carrying cross with the win with the forearm to the back of the head. I don't think Scarlett used enough pepper spray, though. I thought Drew may have picked that. Oh, Holy yeah. Pepper spray. Did you see she had, she had to use that whole little. She just kept going. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> enough already. He's dead. It's like that Simpsons. Like, all right, enough already. He's dead. Leave him alone. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Karen Cross with the big win by Hooker Crook. <laughs> I use drenched in my notes. I, I, even, even that, I think, is an understatement of what. <laughs> I, really, I really hope that wasn't pepper spray. <laughs> Drew's probably still feeling it. Jesus. Gary, the, the show started with a good old fashioned Donnie Brook. Uh, how'd you like that one? I'll be right back. Oh my! It was, oh, sorry. I'm about to attempt to move. I can feel my back going on this spasm here. It was that was great. It was like a, a proper Friday night out in Dublin. Um, you oh, had it was, yeah, Ludwig Kaiser hung was in a tree of woe and uh, had the shillelagh driven into his neck. But Gunther came back and chopped anybody. And as we said, you had Giovanni Vinci sending boots flying through the barricade. And when you had. Uh, Got to the point, you had Seamus launching uh, Vinci and Kaiser into the barricade, and it left him and Gunther in the in the ring one on one, and the crowd was just electric. I don't think Seamus has ever been as over in his in his life. Yeah, Gunther hits a German suplex. Seamus gets him back, hits the ten beats of the boron, gets a brogue kick, but but Giovanni Vinci breaks it up. Boots then hits a moonsault from the top of the barrels uh, to get everybody, and inside the ring. Gunther hits Seamus with his big shillelagh, which I think is not a euphemism for what uh, Jimmy likes to call him, uh, and it kicks out just in time. Seamus lifts him, hits, hits Gunther with the Celtic cross through the announce table, and inside the ring, Giovanna Vinci gets hailed. Seamus hits a broad kick for the one, two, three, and the brawl and brutes take it. Yeah, big one for the Bruce Retaliation what happened on Friday night. We'll rewind a SmackDown real quick, Gary, just because... Uh, this will be for all three of you because uh, I guess the, the, the tap out rule, uh, I guess that they exploited or Gunther exploited tapping the mat twice. Apparently you need three for a, a technical uh, submission. I give up. Uh, Gary, was that a creative choice or is that like, come on, like that was stupid. What, what, what were your thoughts on the, the finish to the Intercontinental Championship match that Gunther won and retained, obviously? I assumed that the tap was purely accidental, that he was kind of going, ah, no, 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 no. And then when he did the tap, that everybody went, oh, crap. This looks like he's tapped out. Johnny Carney. Yeah, that was my thought, too. Like, you know, like when you're in pain or at least when you're trying to sell your in pain, you know, you bang a table or something like that. I, I think he... Didn't mean to do it twice in quick succession, uh, but yeah, it, it looked pretty awkward because of that. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was uh, Martel or Bartel, uh, was it, uh, Ludwig Kaiser, whatever his name is now. 
um, John Smith. And he said he put this like you have to tap three times for it to be official. So it seemed like maybe the two was on purpose. But here's the thing that kind of chaps me a little. Sheamus still didn't relinquish. Like if Sheamus would have heard the tap and then woo like that and then Gunther get up, I think it would have been a little more controversy. Sheamus didn't let go until Gunther hit the rope. So I don't know what the whole controversy about this is. Well, in that regard, you don't stop until the, you hear the bell and the ref pulls you off. That's just the way a fighter, a fight, really, like a fighter. That's veteran experience by Sheamus. Yeah, that's veteran. <clears throat> but uh, I honestly, I think that this was planned because that I didn't think yeah. they wanted, they wanted to have Gunther just beat him clean twice. You know, he beat him clean the first time. This time, you know, let him you know like play a little mind games or whatever. So I think, yeah, I think that this was all part of the plan. It was. That's what I'm asking. Is, is this? Uh, was this? A, what, did you like this? Was this creative? Oh, yeah, something original. We had never seen this before. Yeah, I mean, we always get something new and creative when Gunther's in the ring. But like, it's it's always subtle. It's not like it's. Yeah. It, I felt very old school, like something that that they would have done in the fifties. You know, Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, going forward in Extreme Rules, <laughs> Finn Balor defeated Edge in an I Quit match after Mr. Perfect put Ric Flair's head in a cage door, threatening to slam it if the horse women, uh, horsemen didn't give up. Mongo hit football boy, Gongo did. The NWO wins, but Perfect slammed the door on Flair's head anyway. Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, Phoenix got involved. She was playing the part of Ric Flair right there. They played, they threw, I got a piece of hair or something. It's annoying me. Uh, playing the part of Ric Flair on that one. They threatened the concerto. If Edge didn't give up, he did. They did it anyway. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so, win for Finn Balor and the Judgment Day. Bianca Belair defeated Bailey. How about Al Island right there? A little lonely on my island, but uh, take the win on that one. Uh, the ladder match to retain the Raw Women's title after the KOD onto a ladder to finish Bailey so she could grab the Hanging Championship. Highlight of the night, of course, by the Miz beating the crap out of Gritty, uh, who was who was being as gritty as gritty could be all night long, annoying the crap out of the Miz. Uh, the attack was thwarted by Dexter Loomis, who eventually, uh, eventually silenced Miz by putting him to sleep. But who cares? Gritty got beat up, and I enjoyed what? every second of it. For once, I was on Miz's side. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if you have ever seen Vin- Gritty, actually is pretty good <laughs> as far as mascots go. He's a different style. He's, he's definitely a Philadelphia mascot. They do mites on ice, and Grinnells go around knocking the kids over. Like it's actually really funny. <laughs> so good for that. So um, I'm just gonna circle back to to live real quick. So I forgot to give her credit credit due. I was that was a proud couple months for our Jersey girl to be SmackDown Women's Champion. She lived the dream. Won a match at SummerSlam, retained her title at SummerSlam, catching a lot of great moments. But John Smith, as we all know, it's tough to beat a team three times in the same season. Liv Morgan, once again, just proved it. It's not that she got her twice. Couldn't get her the third time. So here are uh, our results. Here's how we did at Extreme Rules. This Brian Roy guy went perfect. Maybe we should hire him. Maybe we should get some insight. (laughs) Extending his lead, John DeConi, about 20 points behind. We still got some big shows left. Me and John Smith tied at 145. Beat is right behind. He said, we got a train wreck there. Uh, everybody else, but Brian Roy is just uh, running away with it. 
Um, got some big shows. We got Survivor Series is big points. The Rumble's always big points. And then WrestleMania, of course, is the Bleep Show, uh, where it's just you know points everywhere. So this that standings are uh, to be determined. But uh, that's his that's his fifth perfect, and that's why he's as has as big of a lead as he does in the overall standings, which we'll get to after uh, the Bound for Glory segment. So after a fun extreme rules, we're gonna rewind to the beginning of the WWE week with NXT. And uh, Gary, oh, I'm sorry, John Smith, you're going to take this one. I promoted this as a Gary. I figured he was going to take the, the pretty deadly uh, Commonwealth address. But um, well, let's get the graphic right here. Here we go. Boom. And, uh, John Smith, pretty deadly, started the show with the state of Commonwealth address. Long story short, they've beaten everyone. So they declared themselves champions forever. Uh, interrupted by Ridge Holland and Butch from the Bowling Brutes. That was pretty crazy. We're looking for a fight. Because it's Tuesday, John Smith. Tuesdays, fight night. Fight night, and it's also Rusev Day. It is Rusev Day. It's amazing. Oh. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we got the Creeds versus the uh, Brawling Brutes, and then you wonder how the heck are the Brawling Brutes going to even lose this match? You know, like you you, you would figure it's going to end up being like a double count out or something, but uh, you know they had. A hell of a match, and then Imperium interferes. Of course, they they make their way over from SmackDown, but somehow there was no disqualification. The referee didn't see any of it, so Pretty Deadly ends up actually just straight up winning the match with, with their <laughs> finisher, which was pretty crazy to me. A little spilled milk. <laughs> <laughs> see, I I kind of like half get it. Maybe I'm just thinking that maybe it should be called spoiled milk because Pretty Deadly doesn't like ugly things. You know, like spilled milk, there's no use crying. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want spoiled milk on that one, but yeah, spilled milk's so fun. No use crying over spilled milk. Rolling roots. Uh, and then there's a Gallus video. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Because Gallus, part of that video, uh, uh, they still want the tag titles from Pretty Deadly. But as, as we just found out about an hour ago, um, there is a number one contenders match tonight on NXT. Uh, John Smith, our senior uh, NXT correspondent. Um, all these people, all these teams appeared at the end uh, of the show during Pretty Deadly's celebration. They, I think they kind of upstaged Pretty Deadly on that one, but it was uh, Briggs and Jensen. It was Anafi and Blade. And then they're going to throw the Dyad into this as well. So uh, John Smith, as our senior NXT correspondent, what do you got? I would like to know where the Creed brothers are. Well, the Creed brothers. <laughs> they got their own. Uh, they got their own thing to do right now. Damn yeah, me. I know. I just wanted to say Creed brothers, like Pretty Deadly did at the beginning. <laughs> um, this this is number one contenders match. And really? I, what? What's that? Yeah. It yeah. Is? Yeah. 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 Number one. Um, Winner gets pretty deadly at some point. Maybe Halloween Havoc. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna throw in Nofi and Blade a bone on this one, and you know, I don't I don't see them winning the titles, but maybe we could have a Leon Ruff situation on our hands. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, I have a Leon Ruff reference later. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost stuff for a week second there. Yeah, no problem. We have a number one contenders tag team uh, match. Oh, yes. Um, Briggs and Jensen, the Dyad. 
I figured the dyad. We had the conversation beforehand how we John was saying he feels bad for them because of the way they changed their look. So I can never really go against them. So I'm going to go with the dyad. I, I want to go Grizzly Young Veterans as well. And yeah, just, they've just been so close on so many occasions and winning those belts. Um, I just think it's funny that you've so many people that Triple H is bringing back and giving them the real names and the real gimmicks. And you still have those two wandering about looking like that. Yeah, well, this works with Gacy right now. Like this was too yeah. said, Honestly, this this wasn't Vince. Remember, Sean took credit for all this. Yeah. Sean, this is Sean. This isn't even Vince or or Bruce Pritchard. So I think this is kind of like okay, just deal with this. Apparently, uh Gacy's gonna be a pig in about a, a week or two. So <laughs> maybe he'll you know they get him off TV, let them grow their beards and their hair back. Yeah. <laughs> John the Connie. Yeah, give me the dyad here, and that'll be a that'll be a really fun match. And that was the one team that during the Commonwealth address, pretty deadly, kind of just like yeah, I don't want to talk about the dyad. They they beat an off they haven't beaten off in Blade yet, but they they beaten Briggs and Jensen. I don't think it's gonna be those two again. God, please no, not those two. They don't, they don't go heel versus heel very often in the tag division, so I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I'd love to see it. Yeah, it might it could be the sort of thing if you're saying about Joe Gacy, it could be the sort of thing actually where if the dyad do it, lose Joe Gacy gives him a bit of that, they kind of deck him, send him on his way so they can go and be, a, as you say, be a pig in a couple of weeks, and then they kind of almost do a heel turn as a heel, but kind of they get him out. But. I don't even know if I do that to Joe Gacy, like, like I think Joe Gacy's character is great, I think I love the music, uh. And then you're gonna turn him into Huskus? Like, I, I, if I'm Gacy, I'm not happy about that one. Like, can I just stay in NXT? Like, I got something good going here. Like, I got grizzled young veterans shave their eye color for me and shave their beard. I got Zach Gibson to shave his beard for me. Like, let's let's look at this for a little bit. Uh, it's a gals in a video promo since uh, since they're suspended, uh, but they'll be back soon enough. They set their targets on Briggs and Jensen because of the brawl. They just hate them. They set their sights on Pretty Deadly in the tag team titles. And then Joe Coffey wants Braun Breaker in the NXT Championship. So that will leave Gallus Boys on top. GPOT. Uh, Mandy Rose got carjacked by Alpha Fire. Uh, so the... <laughs> Randy Orton committed arson. How is he going to say Alpha Fire did a carjack. How is he going to get a championship <laughs> Uh, so there was supposed to be a six women's uh tag team match with toxic attraction against Alba and Nikita and, and Zoe Stark. It turned into a number one contender's uh women's tag team match as Alba Fire was off terrorizing Mandy Rose. Uh, Stark and Lions got the job done, so they're up next for uh for Katana and Casey. But uh, before we get to that, that I don't know if that's going to be at Halloween Havoc or not, they haven't announced it yet. But tonight, uh, I guess Alba Fire, I don't know if she released Mandy Rose or not, if this is one of those Dexter Loom situations, it was just a scare and let her go down the road. But tonight to be Alba Fire, Gary, going against JC Jane. Yeah, ra- rather her than say than her, than her tag partner. I'm not who who will grow on me at some point, I'm sure. Um, no, Alba Fire seems to be one of these ones I think she's about to. I was almost going to use this phrase unintentionally to say set NXT on fire, and I don't mean it like that. I didn't mean it to be the worst pun imaginable. I didn't mean that. Um, I do think that, that Alba Fire is about to be kind of giving a, a bit of a rocket behind her. So 
Yeah, this has got to be Alba Fire, right, John Connie? Yeah, yeah, it's time. We've we've messed around with her. She's had a little stop start name change, whatever. It's time for her to rise up the ranks and get to the title shot at least. Yeah, I think she's eventually going to get it, John Smith. And now she's got she'll probably go through JC this week, then GG next week before Halloween Havoc if that's where they're going to have the title match. Yeah, I got Alba winning this, but I think she's getting jumped either during the match for DQ or right after she wins. She's getting she's getting beat down three on one by the end of this. Yeah, there's gonna be a post match attach uh, attack. Let's see how good of friends Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark are to Alba Fire, right? Because it, it was funny in the I Quit match. I failed to mention this. Uh, Ray tried to come down and help on the, on the beatdown because all the members of just AJ was nowhere to be found. Like AJ was just like, ah, screw it. <laughs> like he just completely pulled an Umberto Carrillo on that one. So uh hmm. he had other plans behind the scenes, apparently. Uh, apparently, well, yeah. Uh Duke Hudson having a little fun at Brutus Creed's expense, John the Colony, after all those chair shots <clears throat> by Damon Kemp the week prior. Uh Julius didn't like the comments, so they thought about it. Indeed, they did. They didn't do it for very long, though. This was a sub-one-minute match. Uh, Julius just smacked Hudson around, hit the cartwheel slam, the basement clothesline, one, two, three. And afterwards, Brutus, even who wasn't cleared to do anything, came down, and he got a little frustration out on Hudson and his face. But then uh, the attention was taken away by Damon Kemp, who was in the, the crowd in the crowd on that riser there in the corner of the, the building. And... Uh, he wants Julius at Halloween Havoc, even, even though he knows Brutus wants another shot at him. Brutus is pissed. Brutus is pretty pissed. So he tells Julius, if you beat me, your brother gets his rematch. But if I win, and Julius assumes, oh, let me, you know, I got to leave, you throw me out. Like, no, 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 not you. Your brother. And before Julius even gets a chance to say anything, Brutus says he accepts. So away we go. Yeah, that's a big vote of confidence by Brutus uh, to his older brother. That's that's bold. And Julius turned it up a notch and turned it into an ambulance. ambulance. So ambulance. Ambulance. Uh, Grace Waller effect with guests Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. Uh, they'll go at it one more time at Halloween Havoc. Apparently, Shawn Michaels is a big Impact Wrestling fan because they just ripped off Pick Your Poison to lead up to Halloween Havoc. Uh, so I don't. They didn't announce who was going first, or what. Obviously, they don't uh, know the poison of it yet. But I don't know if that's going to start tonight. I would think it would start tonight because then you got next week would be the other into Halloween Havoc. So look for a Pick Your Poison match tonight of some sort. Let's so Max the Impaler tonight, and then... it's going to be Max the Impaler tonight, and then yeah, Alley Cat with a K, going against the. <laughs> Imagine they just completely ripped off. <laughs> I haven't heard "pick your poison" in years. All of a sudden, we got we got it twice in, in a matter of a month. But I like Shawn Michaels watches Impact. Good for him. I like that. Uh, where was I? Also, uh, for their match at Halloween Havoc, uh, it's spin the wheel, make a deal, um, and they're not even going to waste any time for a Waller wanted to do it now. So he spun the wheel and it landed. Leon Roth. Oh my God! Again. God, Johnny Gargano hates wheels. It's happening again. Uh, just kidding. It actually just landed on a... <laughs> Johnny hates wheels. Um, it landed on a weapons wild match. These two girls are going to beat the crap out of each other. 
Uh, so that would be the stipulation for the match. Then Roxy and Cora, they started brawling, which led to Apollo Crews jumping Waller, dragging him under the ring. And another prophecy comes true as Waller's eyes were all bloody when he came back out of it. Um, there's got a lot of going on at NXT. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be off the card at NXT Halloween Havoc. I don't think we're getting Cruz and Waller. I don't think we're getting, we might not get, they have one more, they have four matches booked right now. So there's a spot for one more. We got the women's title. We got the women's tag titles. We got Waller and Creed or Waller and Cruz. Um, well, there's, I mean, they're not going to have one Chu and, and, and Lash Legend, John Smith. They just had that last week. Hopefully to end that feud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Shawn Michaels must share Triple H's affinity for Asian women. Yes. He, he likes the the ones with more cake, apparently. Because yeah. <laughs> Wendy Chu, has, it seems she has no business beating Lash Legend. And somehow that happened. And Lash, you know, manhandled her for a while. And then Wendy just reversed a couple things and then hit a top rope Vader bomb type splash. For the three, like Lash could have just reached for that rope, didn't even grab for it. Just very short match, and Wendy Chu wins. Crazy. Yes, I, I don't. I just hate Wendy Chu's gimmick. I just, I like Wendy Chu. I think she's an amazing. I think she's not an amazing wrestler. She's a great wrestler. Good wrestler, and she's got athleticism. She does. She can put her leg up a lot higher than I can. You know, and she's good like that. Lash Legend, she's an, Lash Legend's an athlete. You know, former WNBA star. She's collegiate uh, athlete. He's got to learn how to wrestle. Uh, Hawk Wankers received an NXL contract after his win over Big Body Javi. Good for him. Uh, then he went to the ring against Zion Quinn, and Zion Quinn beat Hank Hawk Wankers. Hawk Wankers? Hank Walker. Uh, with a flying forearm. Arriba! Post-match attack by Quinn, thwarted by Quincy Elliott. So, again, uh, Quincy Elliott stepping into the business of Zion Quinn. Look for that for you to, to get some steam. Uh, Gary, uh, we had a ladder match preview with two of uh, the qualifiers for the NXT North American Championship ladder match with Carmelo Hayes and Oru Mensa, who is in your jurisdiction, Ali Hart. Yeah, um, it's come across from NXT UK. Yeah, we had Oru hit an arm drag and there were some mission attempts and then he hit a, a Hurricane Rana and a side slam. Now, Hayes had a great looking DDT off the apron and went for the pin, but he kicked out. He has fought back and uh, hit a lariat off the ropes, um, sent in Mensa set him face first into the turnbuckle. But as we come to the end, Mensa had a kick to the head and a land salt and what looked like a spinning back heel kick. Trick Williams jumped in between Hayes uh, and him and Carmelo Hayes, and he took the kick, which allowed Hayes to hit fade away. And Carmelo Hayes pinned Oro Mensa clean ish, yeah. sort of. Clean edge of Carmelo Hayes, and he was happy to get back onto his winning ways. And he actually sat ringside uh, for uh, the next match, which was the the fourth qualifying match for uh, the North American title match. It was Von Wagner. He defeated Andre Chase with uh, this Death Valley suplex. I don't know what else to call it right now. It doesn't have a name. It's like a Death Valley driver, but he goes all the way into the suplex. Doesn't quite jackhammer him, but it just throws him over. So Von Wagner's in. That makes four. Uh, there was a backstage segment with Sanga and Nathan Frazier. Apparently, they're becoming buddy-buddy now. Sanga was a little uh, bummed that he can't be in the ladder match, so he hopes that Nathan Frazier wins it. <laughs> Frazier was all happy and giddy about it, and as he walks away, Veer Mahan rolls up next to Sanga, all suited up, 
all ready to roll, and I think the NXT tag team division might be in trouble if they're going to unleash Veer Mahan on it. So we'll get to that. He was looking quite dapper. Uh, we'll get to them, I guess. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. It was a quick little segment. He, you know, did the collar pop, and you know, he was ready to roll with Sanga. Sanga appreciated the style. Uh, but that leads us to the fifth qualifying, the fifth and final qualifying match, Gary. Uh, it's the qualifying match of the NXT North American Championship ladder match. The title is currently vacant. That will take place at Halloween Havoc. But it's also match three of the best of three series, uh, the rubber match between Axiom and Nathan Frazier. We're not getting the British rounds match, but that doesn't make this match any less important or awesome. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go controversial here. I'm going to say that they don't, that there's some sort of draw or double DQ or double pin or that they do something and that they pull them both out of the ladder match and that they have the rounds match at Halloween Havoc to say that they need to kind of to beat them and so there's only one way if this is a draw there's only one way to do it and they have the rounds match and that's when we see eventually <laughs> surely the goodness he has to come at some point oh, I, lo- I love your heads that guy I love it if you get Noam Dar at Halloween yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> John Smith. Uh, that sounds like a fun idea, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going to go with Nathan Frazier because he has a face. Okay. John DeConi. And either one of these guys in the ladder match is going to be fantastic. I'm going to make my pick based on one thing and one thing only. We haven't seen Axiom pull out that moonsault DDT yet. Mm-hmm. That's how he wins this match and gets himself into the ladder match. I like that end of prediction. Nice. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think a roll roll up here. That wouldn't be fun. <laughs> I got Axiom as well, and I, I, I know Nathan Fraser is a Jersey guy um, from the Isle of Jersey, the homeland, the motherland. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I I I honestly can't. Think. I'm just picking Axiom for the sake of just making a pick here. I honestly exactly both of these guys would absolutely kill it in that ladder match. There's not like it's not like Big Show versus the Miz where you know Miz is going to shine in the ladder match. But uh, yes, I said that seriously. Uh, so, <laughs> well, by comparison to Big Show, I would have to agree. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two time, well, one time money in the bank win. Um, yeah, I'm just going to Axiom. I, I, I maybe just give a kid a little bit of a chance here to, to shine. Or excuse me, Axiom a little bit of a chance here to shine. Can we just put them both in and take Von Wagner up? <laughs> uh, Wesley attacked Car- uh, attacked Carmelo Hayes uh, right after uh, the Wagner chase match, saying it was a receipt from getting his head slammed uh, by him and Trick. Ah, another reference. <laughs> Interrupted by Stax saying Wesley intentionally injured Tony D in a qualifying match and actions have consequences. Uh, and those might come tonight. So it's going to be Channing Lorenzo, a.k.a. Stax, uh, going against Wesley. Uh, I am actually shocked. I said it last week that Wesley, I'm shocked that he's not putting his qualifying chance on the line because he didn't actually earn it. You know, Tony D'Angelo got injured, but he's saying that Tony, uh, Wesley was the one that injured him. I guess maybe that's the story they're doing here, uh, John Smith. But Wesley and Stick. Uh, I'm going to go with Stacks using some brass knucks or something. Wow. Got him heavy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say Wesley, unless um, 
this is like if Tony D isn't just as injured as everybody thinks that he might come back and get involved. But if he's not, I'm going to say Wesley. Down the county, the smart thing here would just let Wesley go into this ladder match uninjured and so that if he wins, then Tony, then when that's when Tony D attacks, because he's hell bent on that North American title. And I think he would get much joy out of taking it off of Wesley. Absolutely. Von Wagner. So, yeah, so if, if this one is just Stax and Wesley, I'll say Wesley takes it to build that all-important momentum going into the ladder match. But, uh, you know, like Gary said, if if this is a kayfabe injury on Tony D and there's going to be some storyline where he jumps Wesley tonight, then who the hell knows. But I'm going to assume it's a straightforward match and uh, Wesley takes it. Yeah, this has to be a kayfabe. I don't think he's injured. Uh, I think this has to be because he just kind of like he just banged his knee on the mat as he went face first into the turn. Like, this wasn't oh, like a you can blow out know, a dragon or something next on my on my list here. Like that, you mm-hmm. saw his ankle completely twist the wrong direction, and he still finished the match. Thanks, credit. I, I'm um, gonna have to disagree with you there. I, th- really? I think that was a completely legit injury. That was the, that looked way too real. That was a way too good of acting by the referee, by Wesley, but like for for that to have been fake i don't think it was fake at all this is what they're paid to do though they're paid to act yeah but he would be like screaming you know they they would have kept the Ah. the match going wesley would have been stomping on the knee and then they would have ended the match you know Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have just like from a basically non-contact like you know it's like freaking a wide receiver blowing out his knee on on a cut uh, and Ilya Dragon on video package. He's pretty pissed. He was injured for Worlds Collide. Can't change the past, but he can change the future. Can he change the future? Anyway, uh, so he's gonna beat Braun. Uh, so he's gonna beat Braun now. JD McDonough video promo saying he's gonna let Braun and Ilya take each other out of Halloween Havoc, allowing him to win the NXT title. Meanwhile, our champion had a run-in with Big Body Javi. And Big Body Javi decided to piss off the champion. They're going to go at it tonight. Go big or go home, Javi. Let's go, buddy. Count the Connie. Yeah, I think this one's uh, slotted in the uh, Julius Creed Duke Hudson uh, window. This will be a sub-60 minute smash. <laughs> John Smith, time limit draw? Time limit draw. 50 minute Broadway. 60-minute Broadway. <laughs> Even the words big body hobby make me cringe. <laughs> I don't seriously then. <laughs> no, it's like I'm taking it for exactly what it is. I think like it's just I think that's what I'm supposed to feel when I hear fucker <laughs> every time you hear him say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He gives me like weird like like uh, vibes. I don't know. I, I I'll probably always pick him to lose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's pretty much. <laughs> Gary. I'm gonna go down the Seamus and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania route. This will be like straight in. He looks at him and goes, "Put on both straight yeah. over." 
I don't think Big Body Hobbs gonna have anybody kissing him at ringside though. So <laughs> that would uh, do it for NXT. Gary, thank you so much for staying up with us late as always. And um, I, I, I think you went pain free. I didn't see any grimaces. I didn't hear any of that elephant noise you did in pre-production. <laughs> I'm trying not to move. Just although I will, I will say for this week's NXT, I'm looking forward to see how many times we hear "shocky doggy quack quack." Yes, uh, on comments. <laughs> No more Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett's going to be on SmackDown. Huh? Good for him. Yeah. I thought this was, was a wasted opportunity, missed opportunity here. Like, Okay, so Jimmy Smith is gone. Uh, I'm not the, – the, the British accent, no offense, Gary. If it's not NXT UK, I kind of don't want my play-by-play guy to have it. I thought Kevin Pat – you could have brought Moro back. Like, come on, Hunter. Like, I, I'm sure he made the phone call, but, like – this was the perfect chance to promote Vic up to Raw or even, like, just put Moro on Raw. Um, oh, I mean, I heard, I, heard a, I heard a little bit of Raw. I didn't see much of it. I heard a little bit and listened to the commentary and I went, no, Kevin, you're not long for this world on the commentary there, no. mate. I don't think. Nothing. Kevin hasn't earned it. He's, he's hosted the pre-shows. He's, he's great at what he does. I just, I, I'd rather him just do all the backstage stuff. Meanwhile, Coach got the – not Coach, Saxton. Ooh, that was – had racist uh saxon got, <laughs> got uh demoted um that's unfortunate for saxon he's been there forever now he's got to go back to interviewing people in the back anyway but gary thank you so much for staying up with us we will talk to you next week have a good one see you later feel better guy what's wrong with the british announcers though like uh lord alfred hayes was the man remember i remember him more as a backstage guy though you know it's not Promotional consideration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about the following. Yeah, like, that was awesome. Yeah, that's that, that's my geez, that's my childhood right there. It actually um, was a, it, it like it caught me off guard. I was uh, rewatching the the house show that eventually was released on uh, VHS of uh, Bret Hart beating Flair, and it was Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes calling the match. I'm like, wow, this just feels weird. No, it didn't feel right at all. I'm sure they agreed with each other. Like that's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got along too well. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna run through. Uh, we're running a little late right now. We had too little, too much fun with uh, with NXT. So uh, we'll see what we can do here. John Smith will give you all the time you want on this one though, because I think you've been waiting for this. Hit Row is in the ring. Hit Row. Everyone's laughing, having a good time, and then we see Selena yeah. Vega. And... Selena Vega with blonde hair. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, three masked luchas come in the ring. And, you know, it was like a callback to when um, Elijo Del Fantasma won the Cruiserweight Championship tournament a few years ago. That was and, like episodes one through five of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. I remember Kushida was all my – that was my pick. Yeah, so um, a bunch of stellar – moves to beat the crap out of hit row because they got jumped and then uh they reveal themselves to be a legato del fantasma but without electro lopez which is weird now i'm not gonna hate on it just yet because i really think zelina vega was great as andrade's uh mouthpiece back in the day and i think she's better served in this type of role than being Queen Zelina or like trying to just be like a straight up wrestler. So um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'd like to see maybe eventually Electra Lopez get involved because I think she's done a hell of a job down in NXT. And, you know, I, I think she shined in that one street fight she had with, I forget who actually, 
Was it Lash Legend? Lash? Yeah, I want to say it was Lash. Uh, or, yeah. No, it was two people that were very green, and it was yeah. like, oh, that was a hell of a match by those two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it was BFAB, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, what you know, that even makes me feel more like Electric should be there. But, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I love that Legato's, you know, around. They run the bingo, and we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I, I, I like Zelina Vega. And <clears throat> all this tells me right now is that, one, Andrade is not coming back anytime soon. Uh, two, Aleister Black's not coming down back anytime soon. And three, like, okay, so Aleister Black left, Malachi Black left with mental problems, and he probably needs his wife right now. And I'm not back on TV. Sorry. If you want her, you got to come work with me. You know? <laughs> Touche, Hunter. Touche. Um, yeah, but Electra wasn't really a mouthpiece for Legato. And that's the thing. I don't think Santos needs one. That's that's where I, I, my confusion is. There's nothing against either or. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. To be determined. Uh, the Viking Raiders, uh, Viking Raiders, speaking of wrestlers' wives, uh, Viking Raiders video package. Don't confuse their absence with weakness, followed by a female voice saying Valhalla awaits. Uh, I do not think that was Natalie Portman from Thor Love and Thunder. I do believe that was Mama Logan. So uh, looking like we're going to get a female Viking into this, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shots. That's a, again, that team. Raquel and Shots. What the hell? Didn't they hate each other like a month ago? Uh, defeated Sonya Deville and Zia Lee after Conchita Bomb on Sonya. Damn it, Sonya. Uh, we got a match coming up this Friday. Uh, Maxine Dupree was yelling at Max for attacking, attacking the Maximum Male Models the week prior. Max corrector, corrects her, saying he's L.A. Knight. Yeah. I'm shocked they didn't call her a dummy, but I guess we'll cross that. Maybe that was more of an Eli Drake thing. Uh, the dummy button, right? Remember that, dude? Dummy. Yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, so we're going to have L.A. Knight and Maswa, John Connie. Yeah. And Mace can get involved, too. L.A. Knight's going over. John Smith. L.A. Knight all day. I just hope he, he gets time for a promo. Is this – Is this? Is it, like, I think I'm kind of hoping just to make sure they, they keep their jobs and they're still on TV. Like, I, I still want Maximum Male Models to be a thing. As long as they have uh, Maxine with them, I think they can still be a thing, right? Like, that's – Absolutely. All right. Uh, now we're going to go from uh, a whole lot of bloodline right now. All right. In ring promo with the bloodline interrupted by Logan Paul, who immediately tries to start a riff amongst the bloodline, questioning who's in charge Roman or Jay Uso. And this is the first time we've SpongeBob wrestlers. Uh, Logan Paul spreading rumors uh, <laughs> to get the bloodline all the uh, tiff. Uh, John DeCani, I guess, I guess they, a little scuffle happened. It was uh, calmed down by Sammy, but it led into the, the first match of the evening. Indeed, which was uh, Solo Sokoa uh, going up against Ricochet. And uh, they, they gave him about nine minutes, and it, it, it was exactly what you would think it would be. Ricochet flew all over the place, and Solo Sokoa occasionally would ground him with some, uh, some severe violence and uh, the, the kind of stuff that you want from your your muscle your enforcer and uh it, it ended with ricochet going for the shooting star press and landing on his feet and sokoa basically catching him spinning him around into the spinning solo for the one two three 
And then uh, back in the locker room, Roman actually agreed with Sammy that Jay uh, is a hothead, but now I guess he dubbed Sammy. It's Sammy's problem. Sammy, you know what? You think it's okay? Deal with it. So, uh, how is how has Jay's head literally not exploded at this point? <laughs> Every time Roman gives credit to Sammy or agrees with Sammy or does something with Sammy, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, and then we, I think we're getting what I want here. I'd like to thank Triple H, Triple H for watching. I know Triple H watches every week. Thank you so much for listening to this idea. This is going to be a lot of fun. Hope they can stretch this out for uh, to December. Uh, the New Day ran into Sammy and the Usos. The New Day, of course, have some jokes. Sammy told the New Day to find the partner, meet them in the ring. The New Day found Braun Strowman and a victory over the bloodline after Kofi landed a double stomp on Jimmy, who was draped over Woods' knee, demolition style. John Smith, this week on Friday Night SmackDown, we're going to continue here with the bloodline and the New Day as Kofi Kingston goes against Sammy Zayn. Sammy Use. Hmm. I will go with. Sammy Oos on this one. Sammy Oos on that one. John the Connie. Before last night, I would have said Sammy without even batting an eye. Yeah. Now I don't I don't know if we're gonna continue with the bloodline taking singles losses and pissing off Roman, or if Roman's gonna show up and say, I told you to make sure the honorary Oos won last time. This time you better make sure he wins. Yep. I'm gonna go with Sammy because I think that's more that's more fun for me. Yeah, John the Connor, and then we're going to make the, the seamless transition staying with the bloodline to Monday Night Raw, and that's exactly where we're going uh, to explain to what you're talking about. Uh, the bloodline started the show. Uh, Sammy was in the uh, Sammy was trying to level with Jay, telling him to be cool <clears throat> like the rest of them. Roman was allowing it, which was pissing off Jay even more. Interrupted by Riddle, who, we, uh, as we know, hates the bloodline for injuring Randy. Randy. Uh, can't challenge for the title though, due to a prior loss to Roman. Congrats! My God, this is a new era in WWE. They're bringing up results from wrestles uh, matches past. Riddle's not allowed the challenge, so uh, good work at Triple H and the research department making sure that they um, they keep up with that. All right, where was I? Uh, but come on, bro. Uh, one more time, Roman said nah, but Riddle wants someone. Crowd chanted for Sammy. Jay pushed Sammy to do it. So uh, Sammy said he was going to do it. Roman eventually left the Barclays Center, John the Connie, on the the, the, the the Batman turntable. So at the Barclays Center, the the cars, they, the, the, the tunnel from the street, they go in and they have a Batman turntable to turn the trucks around so they don't have to back out. So it's really cool. It takes forever to turn the truck around, but it's really cool. Um, Roman eventually left the Barclays Center with Solo Sokoa because uh, Heyman... Uh, has them set up to do New York. Rowan instructed Jay to stay behind and make sure Sammy wins. So now John the Connie goes a little deeper detail with uh, what you were just talking about. Yeah. He said, make sure my honorary Oos gets the W tonight. So Jay and Jimmy were at ringside for Riddle versus Sammy Zayn. And because Sammy's not just good on the mic, it was a hell of a match for 16 plus minutes. But when Riddle started to get the upper hand, Jay was up on the apron. And Sammy made a point of telling him, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got this. Let me take care of it. I'm the honorary oos. Let me handle my business. And he got Riddle, you know, he got him up for the uh, the Blue Thunder Bomb. But as he spun him around, Riddle turned that into an RKO for the one, two, three. 
Roman didn't get what Roman wanted, so Friday night will be interesting to see what the fallout from that is. Now, Jay didn't listen. Sammy got caught. This is oof. I, I don't. I don't know. Jay's going to be PCO in this case. I think like Jay's going to be the one getting rained out because he was the one that didn't listen. You know, he listened to Sammy and not Roman. Yep. So, uh, damn it, Logan Paul starting rumors. Like this is. Why Dude, where did that even come from? Am I talking to the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns or the Tribal Chief Jay Uso? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, they, it literally came out of left field and it has no merit to it, and yet it's working. And yeah, no, no one's taking orders from Jay Uso. He's just he's just the loudest one. He's the squeaky wheel. John Smith. We went right after that. We got uh, Rey Mysterio and Chad Gable. Um, man, I would love the Cruiserweight Championship to be on the line for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't ex- get exactly the match we would want between these two. Uh, started off a little clinic by Gable, of course, just you know making making Mysterio look like a fool with a little bit of chain wrestling, and then uh, Mysterio gains the upper hand, and right when he does, Judgment Day comes out. But it's just Rhea and Dom go to commercial, come back, Gable's and got the upper hand again, but Ray quickly, you know takes advantage and um, it's a Hurricane Rana and a 619 for the win. So then Dom gets in the ring and he's begging Ray to hit him. Begging, begging, begging Ray to hit him. Won't hit him. Won't hit him. Won't hit him. Eventually, the judgment... There goes a box. Eventually, the judgment day comes out or the rest of the judgment day come out to to attack Ray, but he, he fends them off. But then Dom attacks him from behind. Rhea holds his arms down while Dom hits him with the 619. Then uh, Ray leaves the ring crying. We see that from the commercial break. But oh, just tears. Heartbroken. Yeah, Day's still in the ring. And they call out AJ Styles because he's family to, be, to Finn and he wants him to join the Judgment Day or else. AJ Styles comes out, says that he does need some family in his life, and he gives Finn a big hug and then says, I wasn't talking about you. And then out comes Sex Ferguson (laughs) and Carl Anderson. The OC is back together, and now we got a feud between the Judgment Day and the OC. I couldn't be more happy. I am so upset right now. I am in the process of moving. My OC shirt is packed away at my parents' house right now in storage. I'm like, yes, I get to wear my damn it, I don't have it. Like <laughs> I was gonna totally pop up my OC shirt on today. Uh I popped for that. Like I said, I, I missed I was off social media. I completely missed the report that they were talking to WWE. So I was yay, genuinely surprised with a smile on my face that I didn't know that and something happened. Unfortunately uh, for me, I Unfortunately for me, I read something that said that they were likely going to be coming back when I was scrolling through Facebook, not even trying to see something. I yeah. hate the internet. I hate it. Yeah, the OC is back together. The original club. Nice. Johnny Gargano defeated Austin Theory after a one final beat DDT. But before he hit that, he went flying. Theory was on the outside. Johnny went flying through the ropes and hit another DDT before that and absolutely crushed Theory. Uh, you can even hear the now. I think it was uh, I think it was Graves 
oh man, Theory's in trouble now. <laughs> and he was, and that was uh that was the end of it. DDT and Johnny sold uh when he hit him in the back flat on it too. Very, very good match between the two. Johnny Gargano with the win. Uh <laughs> wife did the same. Uh backstage with damage uh, damage control. Dakota did most of the talking, show her love for Bailey and what Bailey has done for her. EO Sky had some nice things to say as well. I don't know if you guys translate. I was able to translate that. Very, you know, heartfelt by EO Sky. Um, Bailey's going to take out her frustrations on Candice LeRae and kind of did with the post-match attack. Candice LeRae, check one. Raw roll up. Very, welcome to the show, Candice LeRae. Raw roll up on Bailey, reversing the rose plant. Uh, then paid for it as she got jumped by Kyan Sky. Uh, thwart attempt by Bianca Belair didn't work out so well. She got her ass kicked too. Asuka and Alexa Bliss doing their best Humberto Carrillo impersonation, no showing the thwart attempt. Not good friends right there. Omos defeated Joey Ace and Chico. <laughs> uh, AKA twin action, uh, as is tradition. Uh, I did actually see uh, Nelio Cuomo Castro or whatever the guy's name is that um, uh, Brian Roy interviews all the time for us uh, for CCW yeah. Coastal Championship. I guess Chico's a CCW guy, so Brian uh, Nelio was all happy, congratulating Chico. Uh, and he got a segment with DX, which is you know what, I can't say that. Like, <laughs> so good for those guys, they gotta be on screen with degeneration, albeit being made fun of. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. Elias returns next week. Get excited. I guess this beard goes back really fast, I guess. I think that's what we were waiting for, right? Elias uh, returns next week. And the uh, the video promo thing, it was his old NXT music. Now, that was some great guitar playing. And it made it for like a hot second before when it was on Raw. And then they switched it. Um if you want to hear some good, uh, good guitar riffs, I'm pretty sure Elias uh, was playing the guitar. Go to YouTube. Uh, the song is called Drifted. It was uh, You'll see a picture of Elias Sampson. You know, Elias is the last name. It's the Sampson family. Um, very good. So I'm excited that they, uh, they're returning to that music. It's called Drift. Bobby Lashley did an in-ring promo before his title defense, John DeConley, uh, saying he wants to be a fighting champion for the people. Rattled off his list. I beat this guy. I beat this guy. I beat this guy. And then that guy showed up. Seth Rollins, get your ass out here to take your butt whooping. But he didn't get Seth Rollins. No. Instead, he got Cowboy Brock. And Brock comes out, takes off his hat, says hello to the fans, says hello to Bobby, and in the process of finishing that sentence, scooped him up, F5, German, F5, Kimura, and then how do you do? That's the end of the night for Brock. He takes off, which brings Seth Rollins out right after the break. And he's demanding that uh, now Lashley's being attended to by the medical staff. And he's in such bad shape, but Seth, Seth's got a title match. So he's got to do it. Right. You got, you know, well, he's got broken ribs too. I think I heard of him. My ribs are broken. Yeah. I'm fighting. Let's go. You know, yeah, he's banged up too. But still, Bobby is inching towards that aisle like he's headed backstage. Then he calls him out as a champion, and that gets his attention as a former champion. And he calls him out as a former soldier. That gets him back into the ring. And he, Bobby go the bell rings for the U.S. title match. Bobby goes for a spear right away. And 
I know this is the second time that Seth has done it, but that is the greatest counter of all time, yeah. countering the spear into the pedigree. Uh, <laughs> you, only, you only get to two count. Rollins goes up, hits a frog splash, still only gets a two count. It's going back and forth, back and forth. It's only a two-and-a-half-minute match, but, uh, you know, Lashley's still kind of in it, and then there's a stop. And then just to make sure there's another stop yeah. and a one, two, three, and new U.S. champion, Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, for the second time in his career, he wins the U.S. title at the Barclays Center. Mm. Yeah, he won the title that title for title match at SummerSlam against John Cena where uh, – oh, what was his name? John Stewart didn't want Ric Flair's record to be broken. <laughs> so right. he lost John Cena the match. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. We're gonna get at it again. They they competed. They fought. Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble this past January, and uh, Brock won it back in the chamber. But Lashley technically was in it. Was injured right off the bat. Didn't really compete. So Lesnar and Lashley never really had the rematch. So. I think that's still fresh on Brock's mind. It was only uh, about eight months ago, nine months ago. Yeah. So uh, there was a post-match interview with Bobby Lashley. He wants Brock to show up next week on Raw to see when and where in Brock's contract he's allowed to fight again. Pretty sure Lesnar will have crown drool open on his schedule. Uh, there was a weird video package with a deep voice repeating, revel in what you are. Something to that music, too. But... Um, <laughs> Revel in what you are. So now we're past Bray Wyatt. This is not Bray Wyatt, even though there was another Q code, uh, QR code uh, somewhere during the show. I didn't check and see what I didn't see even if uh, there was one in the crowd too. I would have loved to have seen, you know, that's great advertising. Hey, is that Bray Wyatt? No, it's porn. Um, <laughs> is this retribution again? Like, is this Mustafa Ali? Because that was that voice changing thing again that he was doing in front of the. I, I think this is Mustafa Ali and Retro. I think T-Bar. I think T-Bar is making a comeback. They're going to re sign uh, Slapjack's Monster by Popeye's Chicken. I think we're getting a Retribution reborn here, boys. Get excited. Uh, Mrs. Birthday celebration ruined by Dexter Loomis. Just going to leave it at that. No, it's still no explanation why, ruined, why Loomis is uh, continuing to torment the Miz. Uh, but Miz is pissed. He approached DX, uh, who were backstage. Like I said, he was before he was motivated to an ashes that were going to get destroyed by Omos. Uh, looking for Triple H. Road Dog, I guess, got rehired, right? Like, Road Dog has this authority. They were kind of joking around that he didn't, but I think he kind of does, right? Like, didn't he take Jeff Jarrett's job? I think so. It's J.E. Double Up Gary. I forgot to bring that up. Gary was a <laughs> Jeff Jarrett references during the uh, the, bound for, uh, the the Extreme Rules Pick'em article. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, Road Dog uh, put together a little proposition for the Miz next week. You got Miz versus Dexter Loomis. If the Miz win, Loomis is gone. If Dexter Loomis wins, wins, then uh, Dexter Loomis gets a contract. So okay, apparently, Dexter Loomis has been uh, breaking and entering and doing all this stuff illegally the entire time, and the Miz just has not been pressing charges. So John Smith, I know you're a big Dexter Loomis fan. It's a, it's unfortunate that he has to lose this. Maybe maybe they can hire him on SmackDown. After the Miz wins. Well, it's a WWE contract that he wins, not a Raw contract. That's so correct. He's winning this, obviously. Um, 
He'll probably stay on Raw, too, because he'll end up feuding with The Miz for a while, I'm thinking. Yep. John Connie. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to, we need to have Dexter around and you know Miz is one of those guys. A loss never hurts him, so it doesn't really matter. Uh Degeneration X uh, they started the show using a lot of the language they said they weren't going to use back in a press conference or some type of State of the Union address back in 1997, but I guess that's during the hours of nine and ten, we will refrain from using <laughs> damn yeah, I can't go into it. <laughs> bleep, bleepity, bleep, yeah, bleep. bleep. Uh, and bitch. Uh, Degeneration X celebrated 25 years. Just hit all the classic catchphrases. Shout out to China. I forgot they were married. Pac and China. They were? Wasn't X-Pac and China married? I know they dated. I didn't I didn't know that they were married. No, they made a video. I know they made a video. I didn't watch that video. You ever seen the Mickey Dane video? I have to watch Paige's video again. I think I have to watch Paige's video. I still don't know if... What? You ever see the Mickey James video? I haven't. No. No, I've seen a photo shoot. I didn't know there was a video. Oh, well, a I heard there was a video. I just can't find it. Billy um, <laughs> Gillen had a crowd mention. Uh, nothing crazy, just a selly by uh, by DX. That's how they went off the air. Uh, they did tease. Uh, they did show us again Bray Wyatt uh, from Extreme Rules. Apparently, he's going to be showing up on SmackDown uh, on Friday. Um, I think people were kind of expecting him on Raw. I feel like it's a better decision to put him on SmackDown. Like I said in pre-production, just keep him away from Randy Orton, keep him away from Alexa Bliss. Um, and just like because that was the last time we saw him was WrestleMania 37, that huge Jack in the Box that Alexa Bliss came out in the 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 Black Blood mess or whatever, and then Randy Orton won a match, he had no business winning. Apparently, that was a knee-jerk reaction. We all got that one wrong. Yep. Um, and then like I said Randy Orton. Committed arson against Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 33 and got a title shot. <laughs> AJ Styles is still not happy about it. Neither am I. Uh, so that will take us away from uh, WWE Monday Night Raw as we make uh, the transition to AEW. AEW Dynamite. That company's still around? What's that? That company is still around? AEW is still around. And actually, they had a big match, John DeConi, Hangman, Page, and Roosh on Wednesday night. I think Wednesday, was that the third anniversary? Or was that two weeks ago? Yeah, that was the third anniversary show. Yes, sir. Yeah, third anniversary. Congratulations. Three years. Right. Yeah. When does their Hall of Fame start? <laughs> and our first inductee, Sting! <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know that's happening, too. <laughs> exactly. Or, like... Eddie Guerrero, just to like be yeah, you know, Owen Hart and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah Owen Owen Hart's good. <laughs> uh yes. So we had Hangman versus Roosh. Uh and they went they only went for about nine minutes uh, because this could have been a, a pay-per-view quality match, and it was it was very entertaining. Uh Roosh hit a straight jacket pile driver for two. Uh and Hangman got out of it, but he rolled to the corner. That's a bad spot if you're facing uh, El Toro Blanco. So Roosh lined him up for the bull's horn. Hangman jumped to his feet uh, to cut him off with a clothesline, and that set him up perfectly to step out onto the apron and hit the buckshot lariat for the win. Afterwards, Private Party was out. They walked down Hangman like they were going to do something, but John Moxley came out through the crowd. Private Party backed off. Moxley was trying to make sure, you know, not to mess with his uh, main event coming down the line. Uh, and he you know, explained that he had been waiting for this match with Hangman for three years, and it's 13 days away in Cincy. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I'm intrigued on what NXT does to to counter, if anything at all, because that's gonna be the go home show for Halloween Havoc. That's what I'll be watching. But um, yeah. So it was yeah, it was Jose and Roosh that instructed Private Party. Andrade couldn't make it to the arena. Huh? Like busy. <laughs> I think he might have been there at one point, yeah. but not for long. Uh, MJF defeated Wheeler Yuta after MJF re- uh, reversed the seatbelt roll-up into the salt of the earth. Getting out of the raw roll-up, MJF. AEW <laughs> yeah. trying to extend their league and Max being the ultimate heel that he is. No, no, no. No raw roll-up for you. Post-match, uh, Yuta extended his hand. Mac- Max looked hesitant. Lee Moriarty attacked Wheeler Yuta, which Max, which Max didn't instruct him to do. So that was pretty interesting. Stokely handed Max his ring, which prompted Regal to make his way down with his brass knucks and chase Max off. That was an interesting little rip between MJF and uh, the Stokely Hathaway and Jay Cargill's baddies. You know, they, they, this is not what I'm telling you to do. No, I didn't tell you to do. No, why are you handing me a ring? Now you're, now, now you're pissed off Regal. Thanks. <laughs> Great. I'm wondering, he's got a whole handful of brass knucks. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? So, intriguing to see what that uh, goes to. Prince Nana, John DeCon, he reintroduced us. Uh, he reintroduced us to the embassy, which includes Brian Cage, who's not making his return, but his arrival. How'd that work? Yeah, I mean, this is a match that this almost yeah, should have been. A, this should have been a pay per view match. Yeah, I, mean, I got intrigued by this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. this one. This one should not have been, and this this wasn't even you know. When uh, Excalibur was doing his impersonation of the Micro Machine Man at the end of uh, Rampage the week before and telling us what was going to be on uh, Dynamite for the next week, this one wasn't even booked yet. This was, you yeah. know, uh, released on Twitter, you know, the day before or something like that. This is Wardlow and Brian Cage for the TNT Championship. Uh, they, you know, went almost 10 minutes and it was 10 minutes of beautiful big man violence. With a little bit of high flying because both men had that in their repertoire as well. Repertoire as well. Uh, and then Cage thought he had the upper hand for a moment and, you know, did the whole Kevin Nash putting the cigarette out on uh, Wardlow's back and he's going to give him a power bomb. And, uh, yeah, Wardlow was having none of that. He escaped. He uh, countered with a couple of headbutts and that big uh, gorilla lariat that he does and then hit four consecutive power bombs in the symphony. To get the one, two, three, but right, he didn't get a lot of time to celebrate. So Wardlow defended the TNT championship, but he got jumped by the gates of agony right afterwards. And he had to get saved by Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe was still outnumbered. So FTR came out to make things even. And that's the point where the embassy kind of backed off. And they're going to, they're going to continue with everything because on, uh, on Friday night on uh, AEW hashtag BotBiv, <laughs> uh, FTR had to defend uh, the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the Gates of Agony. Um, they won the match with the Royal Roll Up. Uh, that is it. Then here we go again. Post match attack uh, by the Embassy on FTR. Here comes Warlow for the save, but now it's a three on one because FTR is already out of it. And then here comes Samoa Joe again with the save. So uh, we got a little. I think the embassy maybe needs another member here. Does Prince Nana wrestle? I'm just not familiar with this this Ring of Honor uh, group here. But I am very impressed with the Gates of Agony. I thought they were very impressive. I think they're really good. Absolutely, yeah. 
And not, you know, Nana's a money man. I think he wrestled back in the day, but he, he's been in the business for like 20 plus years. So is he uh, the guy that emailed me and I had to give him like you know $5,000? Probably. <laughs> but, you know, he, he could he could buy the next hired gun to make this four-on-four thing happen and still be at ringside to cause trouble himself. Darby Allen defeated Jay Lethal with the Last Supper. Check one more for AEW. Both Sanjay and Satnam appeared on the ramp, which Jay wasn't happy about. Jay told him to stay back. Darby extended his hand post-match. Jay upheld the code of honor and walked away pretty pissed off. Mostly, uh, you know, the loss is one thing, but it was uh, kind of Satnam and Sanjay just standing on the ramp when they weren't supposed to. Friday night, John the County was also Pac night. Pac, back-to-back title defenses. Chris Jericho appreciated. I believe I heard him say, like, I didn't do this once. It's hard. You know, he did the Rock and Stone Cold in the same match. Consecutive matches. Uh, Pac teamed up with uh, the Lucha Brothers to retain the trio's titles against the Dark Order after Roosh came out, handed Pac uh, the ring hammer uh, so Pac could crack Reynolds in the head with it for the win. So check one title defense for Pac. Then they went from Rampage. They actually, I think they went over Rampage. I think the countdown clock in the corner uh, went past zero for about a minute. And then they went to, to they went to the bot biv, Battle of the Belts 4. <laughs> and Pac uh, opened the contest. He beat uh, Trent Beretta to retain the All-Atlantic title again after using the ring hammer to crack Trent in the head. Uh, that's two hammer shots to the head, two victories for Pac. And one pissed off Orange Cassidy who was hit in the head uh, a couple of weeks ago. And now we have the rematch, John Smith, this Wednesday night for the All-Atlantic title. Jane will be playing loud in the arena as Orange Cassidy makes his way to the ring, challenging Pac for the All-Atlantic championship. I have a feeling they're putting this belt on Orange Cassidy. He hasn't had a belt yet, so... I think they're they're gonna pull the trigger on it. Unfortunately, I'm a huge pot guy, but I'm I gotta go with orange here. All right, John Connie, this match is being held in Canada, which affects nothing with this match. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so... These guys are Canadian, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who is Canadian? <laughs> Ethan Page. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I think you know I had the asinine assumption a little while ago that Orange Cassidy was going to take this off him the first time to get it over the Ethan Page. So maybe this is where it starts. Uh, I'll take uh, Cassidy here, especially since there's no points on the line when I'm wrong again. I'm not betting against Pac. I just can't do it. Not against that Orange Cassidy. I, can, I, can, I see what you're saying. I hear you. And I'm understanding you. I'm just saying no. <laughs> I just don't agree with it. It's, I get it. I get it. But no. no. You're wrong. <laughs> Uh, Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale defeated Serena Deeb, Jamie Hayter, and Penelope Ford after a doctor bomb. How about that? Rampage Brown. Lips. Um, by Willow Nightingale on Penelope Ford. Post-match, a brawl ensued, started by Soraya and Britt Baker. Uh, and then I do believe a cocky and overconfident Willow Nightingale got her ass whooped by Jade Carter. Actually, I shouldn't say that because it was about a seven-minute match. Um, I, I bought Biff. As a scrolling cross down the bottom, yeah, 732. Um, irrelevant. Uh, we have a taxi match this week, John Smith. Tony Storm, who Karo Shida versus Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. Big time match here. Uh, that is a pretty tough one. I'm going to go with Britt and Jamie, though. All right. John County. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, whoever Tony's going to face next, uh, I think a lot of people are hoping it's going to be Hader, but it'll probably wind up being Baker. But either way, one of the you know one of them gets a win here, and that sets up the singles match somewhere down the line. Okay. The one thing I love about AEW, I don't, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I know I'm going to echo what a lot of people say. The one thing I love about AEW, it's, just, it's wrestling. It's pro wrestling at its finest, at its purest. You have guys like William Regal and Brian Danielson. And really, it's just, it's pure. National Scissoring Day was last Wednesday. <laughs> there was a lot there. And, and here's the thing, though. The crowd was just eating it up. They were just absolutely loving every single second of it. Everybody loves the acclaim. Uh, hey, if they were scrapping on each other, those fans would go ape bleep for it, okay? So let's not take their opinions as, you know. Uh, everyone loves the acclaim except Swerve Strickland, uh, who's still pissy. Billy Gunn cost him, him and Keith Lee, the tag team titles. They're going to go at it on Dynamite. We're going to pick that in a second. But for whatever reason, Mark, Stiller, Mark Sterling... Still wants Swerve out of AEW. I can't remember why. Can we just stop with this? Like this is exactly. Just, this is. I forgot why this is all happening. So, anyway, we got Swerve Strickland, and we got Billy Gunn, who unfortunately was unable to attend Raw to celebrate the 25th anniversary show. Uh, John McConney. Pretty sure Tony Khan. Did Tony Khan? You guys, you guys can wrestle whatever you want. You can go to Impact. Sure. You can go to Japan. Do what you want. Exactly. The, the rumor is WWE offered everything they could come up with to try and make that happen. So you know what, I, I get it, but it, and and I, I don't. Maybe they muted the the replay or whatever that I watched. I didn't hear any daddy ass or scissor chance during the DX thing. Everybody was caught up with the DX moment. I feel like if Billy was there, eh, 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 the scissors in the crowd and everything. So. No, they, they it worked out exactly how it should have. Uh, yeah. Road Dog did the the outlaws entrance and let the yep. fans mention Billy, and that was perfect. Uh, so as far as uh, Swerve and Billy, I mean, we we haven't seen Keith Lee in a little while. I'm I'm thinking that uh, the acclaimed is at ringside and somehow lets Billy get the win here. I I don't know what the build is to if it's the you know still three on two between. Uh, acclaimed and swerving our glory because they still have uh billy there but i think mm -hmm. billy gets the win here john smith what's the match again sorry billy gunn versus swerve strickland um yeah i'll go with billy gunn he's finally over so he's got to ride it <laughs> I think the gun club gets involved here. So I'm going to go with Swerve. I don't think Keith Lee's going to get involved. I mean, Keith Lee's pissed. He said he made a crack, you know, last, you know, the only reason why he wanted to, you know, whatever. He's, he's pissed. He's not going to, I mean, I don't think he's going to help Swerve, but that's um fun comment. You know, Swerve on Twitter took a crack at, hey, the forgotten member of DX. And somebody commented, well, you're the forgotten member of Hit Row. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Luchasaurus defeated Fuego del Sol, who has been demoted to inaction, apparently. He didn't even get on the graphic on that one. That was an inaction match for Luchasaurus. Fuego del Sol, 26 seconds with a cutthroat. Post-match attack attempt thwarted by Jungle Boy, who's ready to take on Luchasaurus. We're not going to wait for, uh, full gear for this one. I thought we were kind of, I thought maybe we were. Maybe we're still going to get it at full gear, John the Connie. Yeah. 
Yeah, what what what, what do they do here? Because that that should be at yes. the next pay per view. So Luchasaurus wins here because Christian gets involved, so we can you know continue this along the way. John Smith, I mean, we got to put Christian, at least motivational wrestler of the year here, still getting involved even after having shoulder surgery. He's so courageous. He is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to second what John said. Yeah, it's got to go with Luchasaurus on this one. Uh, then the main event last week, Les Sex Gods. Why was Sammy Guevara there? They sex gods defeated Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia after Jericho hit Garcia with the Ring of Honor title, allowing Sammy to cover for the pin. Post match, Selly by the Jericho Appreciation Society as Danny Garcia lays laying in the ring. Jericho and Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor Championship tonight, John Smith in Canada, albeit on the other side of the country where Jericho is from. But I guess you're in a Canadian, it's still all one big. Happy family up there. Man, this this is actually pretty tough, too. But I feel like if they were to have Daniel Bryan win it, it would be on pay-per-view. But I say that a lot, and, it, and I'm wrong. So, you know what? I'm always wrong on AEW. So I'm going to go with Dan, Bryan Danielson on this one because I would have picked Jericho. <laughs> All right. I do believe this is the third time they fought. I know Danielson won the tournament match. Jericho won the one, but no, Danielson won both of these, right? John the County. I don't remember who won the first one. It was yeah. the first. It was it was the, the wrestling with the Lionheart. I remember, and I want to say it was at All Out. But yeah, uh, why can't I remember that? I really should. I uh, anyway, but uh, the one thing I guess that bot Biv, um, we could probably do that again for Bound, uh, Battle of the Belts Five, even if the eye's not there, we can still get the you know bot Biv out of the V. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, try, you know, he's trying to stay away from being Cesaro. So he's actually going to uh, – he's not happy he lost the Ring of Honor title, not happy the way he lost it uh, by hook or crook means with Jericho at, at Grand Slam. Uh, it doesn't matter who wins, even if it is Danielson, even if we have a little you know, Black Bull combat violence on violence here. Um he wants his he wants his title back. He wants a shot. So we got Casignoli waiting in the wings for the winner. Yeah, and for that reason, I think Jericho finds a way to retain, and then probably he probably cheats to to beat Danielson, cheats to beat Casignoli in the rematch, and then, like you said, pro probably goes to a pay per view where hopefully then uh, Brian Danielson wins because you know this whole gimmick is he's going to desecrate. Ring of Honor. Yeah. So while he's certainly done some of that so far, he needs to do a few more despicable things before everyone's in a froth and then someone needs to take that title off of him. Yeah, I'm going to look up. He wants to go through all the former champions, if I remember correctly. I'm just going to pull up the list right now because a couple of them are still active. Uh, Gresham's gone. Uh, Bandito, he just did. PCO, that'd be fun. Roosh. Uh, Dalton Castle be around. and get the crap out of Dalton Castle. Cody. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, former champion. Kyle O'Reilly, former champion. Jay Lethal, former champion. Adam Cole. Um, Roderick Strong. And that's uh, Tyler Black. Who's Tyler Black? Yeah. <laughs> uh, CM Punk. And then you got Samoa Joe, I guess is the one that everybody kind of was like, you know, like Joe's on this list, even though he's a current Ring of Honor television champion. Yep. Um, maybe Brian Cage would take that off him, and then Joe fights 
to get the big boy belt. So, so we're gonna make the turn. We're gonna main event the show with the main event from the weekend. I know we sort of kind of would start with this, but uh, Gary couldn't stay up this late, and it's uh, not really our impact guy. So, we're going to do Bound for Glory right now in our main event. And uh, interesting, uh, call your shot gauntlet. We kind of said be aware of the, the Shark Boy situation where a guy just completely out of left field would win this thing. And it, it turned out to be Bully Ray. And uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray, as is called an impact, uh, he came out of left field out of nowhere. And, and it came down to him and Steve Macklin. And I think we all kind of agree, like, wow, like Macklin. Look at the role that Steve Macklin's on. He just won Barbed Wire Massacre. He just beat Moose the week before. He's on a roll. I spy a Jersey guy in a roll. And then a Bubba Bomb later. And Bully Ray's got the trophy. Uh, and I just, I guess. Uh, the only thing I said, and then the telltale's out of school here, because I don't, you know, Beavis isn't really the, the most credible of sources here, but. Uh, apparently, I guess this is the time of year where impact contracts could be expiring. So it's almost like they don't know who's going to resign yet. And Scott, you know, I guess just let's just give it to Bully Ray because Bully Ray may be up next. Yeah. It's kind of just a bridge between whatever they got to do next going at the hard, hard to kill. But uh, who would be up next? Who would Bully Ray challenge John Akani in the main event? And God damn, this was an incredible, incredible match. Yeah, yeah, this this was 28 minutes of absolutely everything you wanted out of this. Uh, Eddie Edwards, uh, he pulls up the, the padding at ringside very early on, hits the diehard driver out there on the exposed wood. Uh, back in, he hits a backpack stunner, gets a two count. Josh hits four consecutive Germans without letting go. They start in the ring, roll to outside on the apron's edge, then onto the floor. And then onto the diamond plate on the ramp. Uh, so it was, it was just, it was back and forth and it was fantastic. And uh, then Josh, they get back inside. Josh gets that. And I don't know how he doesn't blow out a goddamn knee every time he does this. The power bomb backbreaker onto his own knee. Uh, and uh, then Josh uses a style splash, transitions into an ankle lock. But Eddie shakes him off and sends him to the floor. Eddie hits a superplex and looks to follow with the diehard, but Josh reverses out of it into a C4 spike. Uh-oh, things are getting bad, so Taven pulls the ref out. Bennett KOs the ref. Kenny King hits Josh with a low blow. Eddie hits the Boston knee party, but only gets a two. The extra ref slides in. Eddie goes for the Boston knee party again, but gets cut off with just a standing stiff right hand from Josh. And then Josh hits the C4 spike to retain. Afterwards, Honor No More attacks. Uh, Heath and Rich come down and try and help out, but they're still outnumbered. And then Bully Ray comes out. He's got the the, the trophy in his hand. He hands the, the trophy to the referee. Holy crap, is Josh about to get screwed two years in a row? No, because Bully turns around and with Josh helps clear Honor No More. But then at the end, Josh and Bully go face to face, nose to nose. Bully said, you know, say, I think at one point Bully's holding the title between the two of them and says, you want your belt? Take it from me. But don't worry, because I'm coming for it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Bully Ray was a four, you know, he did spend time in Ring of Honor. He, they, they mentioned that in oh, two yeah. years. 
Yeah, he, he did spend time. He was a consultant back then. He knew all those guys. That's when they came in. They're like, yes. And he couldn't do it. Here you go. He's ready for you. There's a table in the ring and everything. Here you go. <laughs> um, I wanted. I I was so. I I enjoyed that match so much. Again, the emo. If you have an emotional investment in the match, it just makes it that much better. And I wanted Eddie to win. That's so freaking bad to be justified. And it couldn't be that. And I think there was a missed opportunity here. Uh, apparently, because we did our Bound for Schooler special on Thursday, that Thursday night, Eddie had a, a meeting with his wife, and she bottom lined him. It's it's you, after this, you're stopping. You're stopping. You're gonna get the belt, and then you're just or, or, or you're just done with this. I don't know more. Like you're just you're done. It's or it was some type of like that. Yeah, it was either you're done with them, or you're or either this is done, or we're done. Yeah, and I thought this was such a missed opportunity because Alicia was sitting right next to the Alexander family. I, I know the kids were involved, with whatever, but like she could have, she could have knocked out Josh's wife. She could have gave her kid a wedgie. She could have. I thought she was going to be hopping in to make, like, turn the heel. This would have been a perfect chance for Alicia to join the cause yeah. and help her husband and 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 do whatever. So Eddie got the title. She didn't move. She didn't. Well, that's- move. That's what makes me think uh, that Beavis is probably right, because what the hell do you do with Honor No More at this point? Uh, I think maybe you say bye-bye. So uh, it would have been a great smooth if she just did it, uh, swerved, if she just did it, should have done something. But I guess it wasn't a part of the plans. John McConaughey, I believe I was on an island on this one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of those cases where I'm more than happy to be wrong. Uh, you had the uh, the knockouts uh, world championship. Uh, Jordan Grace is your champion going in against the undefeated killing machine, Masha Slamovich. And they went uh, they went about 16 minutes and it was just it was back. And forth. This was this was the female version. And OK. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's an equivalent. I'm not going to say it's a perfect parallel, but this is the female version of Luther and Sheamus. Uh, Luther, Jesus. Luther Luther Reigns? (laughs) Yeah, Luther Reigns. Yeah, Gunther and Sheamus, because these two just slapped and chopped and beat the absolute hell out of each other. And deep into the match, 14 minutes in of a 16, what would be a 16-minute match, Jordan hits a grace driver and Masha kicks out at two. And I'm saying to myself, okay, that's, that's exactly where this needed to go. Of course, that's going to be how this is going to play out. Uh, Masha hits a cannonball. Like she's got her up for like the air raid crash or whatever. And like cannonballs into the corner with her. It's, uh, it, it looked kind of ugly. She followed with the snow plow, but Jordan gets her foot under the ropes to break the count. They battle around a little bit more. They wind up up on the buckles. And Jordan hits an avalanche grace driver for the one, two, three to retain and give Masha her first L. Yeah, that was a big moment, a big notch on Jordan Grace's great match. Absolutely great match. Uh, this is another great match. This is just a great card. This is just a great match for all of them. Uh, the Kingdom defeated the Motor City Machine Guns to retain the Tag Team Championships uh, after Bennett accidentally super kicked Maria. Uh, and in the midst of the confusion, Matt Taven, check one, big one for Impact, check one, roll, roll up, Matt Taven on Chris Saban, feet on the ropes, must be a D. 
for the title retention. Absolutely fun match. Back with like I said, we could that match could have went either way, either way. Uh, Kingdom got it done. Uh, they retain. Exhibition Championship, though, John Smith, uh, is uh, my heart broke for Liv Morgan on Saturday. I think yours broke. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as far as the questionable booking that's been going on at this, so far in this yeah. pay-per-view, excuse me. You doesn't even work there, damn it. <clears throat> right? So, you know, we get Kazarian hitting finishers and Bailey kicking out, and the, but then Bailey hits the ultimate whipping, which nobody's kicked out of, and Frankie kicks out of that. And then it's like, what is going on here? You know, um, sure he he had a you know great run as X division champion, but that was also like over ten years ago at this point. So you figure, okay, Bailey's still going to win, but no, he goes comes off the top rope with it was basically uh, like a moon or a shooting star or something, and it gets turned into a into an RKO basically for the one two three by Kazarian, and. Now we have Kazarian as X Division champ, and Bully Ray is is in contention for the world championship. Yep. What's going on? I, I don't know. And the Death Dolls are the women's tag, the Knockouts tag team champions. Because again, for whatever bleeping reason, Diana Perazzo is just not allowed to win matches at Bound for Glory. It's just it's it's getting getting annoying. Owen three. It ain't Owen right. Owen three is shaking. She walked the aisle three times now at Val for Glory, and she can't get a, can't get a W here. Well, isn't that the the biggest? Uh, did Ric Flair say that's like the the most prized thing is walking the aisle at the biggest? The greatest show honor a wrestler can have is to walk the aisle at WrestleMania as champion, and this is their version of WrestleMania. So that's yeah. She got the honor, but come on, let's get some W's here. Let's put the cherry on top of the honor here. Let's go. Oh, 12 more months of Bound for Glory. Come on, Deanna. You can do this. <laughs> uh, Mickey James defeated Mia Yim uh, to save her career after a Mick DT. Mia threw in, and I'm sorry. Did anybody else catch that? Yes. I'll take it. Close enough. I'll take it. Chalk one up for me. <laughs> On the countdown show, Brian Myers defeated Dirty Dango. Fantango was the one that answered the call. I'm so pissed I missed that. Uh, Brian Myers uh, defeated Dirty Dango to retain the digital media title. Raven was inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame uh, the only way Raven can. It was an absolutely out-of-control, unorthodox speech, followed by hitting one last even-flow DDT on Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> who preceded the show in the induction. So yeah, I would love to just have one more moment with Raven DDTing me and standing over, making the Raven. And Raven gave it to him. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Uh, before we get into the one match that I saw they have announced for Thursday's Impact, just to throw another log on the fire that we've been throwing on, on Impact the past couple of months. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Bound for Glory, a Friday night show going up against the season premiere of SmackDown, which had uh, the bloodline on it and an amazing Intercontinental Championship match with, with Gunther and, and Sheamus. Followed by two hours of AEW featuring FTR, Pac for an hour of it. They put on, you know how WWE, trending number one worldwide, you know, extreme rules, trending number one. 
Bound for Glory, and they put this crap for whatever reason they put this crap. Bound for Glory was trending number seven in the United States. Like, are you out of your bleeping mind? How do you think that this is working? And why aren't you just taking all your family members and everybody and just having them tweet about this thing until it hits number one real quick so you can just screenshot it? Oh. Now you can get that done. You can pay a bunch of people 20 bucks to do it for, for 10 minutes, you know? Even if you did it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, just get that screenshot. Exactly. Finding number seven. I, again. Okay, SmackDown was one. What's what's? It's Friday night. There's nothing else on right. Maybe there's, there's a, probably a college football game. I don't know. Baseball playoffs. That's, yeah, the Mets were on. Okay, so maybe the Mets were two. I, I, the Mets were getting their ass kicked. I don't think anybody was watching it. Maybe that's why they were trending. And people were laughing at their expense. I don't know. But it, please, it is. But the next two shows, they have two shows in November. Granted, one's the, the IWPF. They're both on Fridays. So I think we need to maybe start the new year. We've got to sit down with Scott Demore. I know Scott watches the show. Maybe he's hearing us right now. Maybe we'll have to sit down with him. But we have one match coming up on Impact on Thursday. Uh, Upender Gujar not getting Brian Myers. He's getting returning Matt Cardona, who returned in the Collier Shot Gauntlet. John Flacani, you're already shaking your head. <laughs> when he wasn't there for the first match, I was like, okay, fine, maybe he's not ready yet. We came out in the gauntlet. I was like, son of a are, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh anyway, yeah, Cardona gets, I assume, gets the job done here. Maybe even with Myers helping him. We'll see whether or not they go back to those two being buddies or if they're gonna turn on each other. Who knows? John Smith. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, let's get all this uh well, actually, here we are. Here we go. Uh, these are the impact standings after Bound for Glory. We didn't really do all too well here. Uh, most of us under 500. Brian Roy actually was 500. Uh, we had a lot of the same picks. Wow. I got the extra win for Jordan Grace. Gary got the extra win because he picked Josh Alexander. Um, and then here are the overall standings. And uh, Brian Roy, uh, he's coming up on a 90-point lead. Was that 91? 91 points right there? Jesus, yeah. But we got a little bit of a train wreck here. John McConney let us catch up. John McConney <laughs> had a bad bound for glory. Uh, and he's letting us back in this one. Beavis, I was able to pass Beavis. Gary passed John Smith. Jesus. So, uh wonder what's going to He's got a couple big shows coming. We got, we got, uh, we got uh, Halloween Havoc. Next weekend, we have Overdrive. We got Crown Jewel, the Rumble. We still got some. This is why we don't call ourselves So here with the Raw Roll-Ups, uh, last week, Darby Island hit the Last Supper on Jay Lethal. Matt Taven, as we just said, at Power for Glory with the Raw Roll-Up uh, on Chris Saban. Dax Hardwood on one of the members of the, Ag- uh, the Gates of Agony on Fuckbib. Uh, and then Candice LeRae joining the party. She, uh, she got one for Raw, but that's two for AEW, one for Raw, and that extends their lead. They're up to a five roll-up lead now. Uh, Impact trying to keep pace here. SmackDown and NXT again, just not having it. But Darby Allen is now joined the list. He's in a chase. He's trying to chase. I don't even know if he wants to hold the, win the whole thing here. I think he's definitely chasing Wheeler Yuta. He uses the seatbelt pin. So they actually have pins. Woods with the backwoods. Dana Brooke, we haven't seen since Triple H turned over. Liv Morgan, uh, who knows what right now. Uh, Miz and Tamina still leading the way. The whole train wreck of the people. Uh, with uh, three mobile losses. The only podcast that mentions Tamina on a weekly basis. 
<laughs> and Dana, oh my God, and Dana Brooke. All right, uh, the primetime rundown is back. Congratulations again. They just celebrated 100 episodes last Friday. They are back on uh, his usual day and time. Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, Mike Zabo returned Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, with everything you need to know about the world of sports, of course, we are having our NFL uh, season-long uh, feud against uh, the primetime rundown. We had a great week, boys. This is absolutely great. We had five wins and one loss. I finally got a win. Again, the end, still got that check mark next to him. Everything is going good. Good news. We got five wins. The bad news, they got six. They went perfect. Uh, so now that gives us a little bit of a deeper hole. We are three uh, three wins behind in the win column. Uh, in case of a tiebreaker, we're five behind in the loss column. So uh, I tried to, I don't know if you saw it before, I tried to bet with John DeCounty just to screw him over. He's too good. <coughs> He's too good. So he got me the win, so I guess I'll do it. Uh, do you I have the Giants four and one? What's that? I let oh the Giants four and one. I, I, no. I thought the Packers were a lock. Yeah. The Giants were a lock to lose in week one. Here we are. I don't know, the Giants. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, any interest in becoming a sports reporter? Would you like to be asking high-profile coaches and players questions in person? Are you a college student looking to break into the sports industry and looking to write about your favorite team? The Eastern Observer is looking for interested candidates to join the family for college credit. Look no further, aspiring writers, social media specialists, content creators, etc. Inquire about uh, inquire by emailing eosportsfree at gmail.com. We are looking forward to having you join the Eastern Observer family. Blackcats NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer, everywhere you get your music. Pandora, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC's album, Free King. Out now, way loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick on the Internet, Freedom, and Sports Entertainment Pickle Pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPickle.com. Play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 123. Man, 123, all right. At 5 p.m. on all our viewing options, anywhere, anyway, and anyhow you're watching the show now, please make sure you join us again uh, next week to watch as well. And while you're here now watching or listening, please make sure to like this episode and to subscribe to the Eastern Observer and make sure to get all, uh, get all updates on all of our shows and news articles. I can't stress this enough. It is all about the algorithm. John, come on, anything before we get out of here? Well, for the fun week at Wrestling Ahead, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show today. I'm looking forward to Axiom and Nathan Frazier tonight, Johnson. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody is aware, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 scored the most points in the NFL I believe everybody in the tri-state area is booking their tickets for the Giants Jets Super Bowl. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, we love you. Zia Brookside, the Queen of Europe, coming in 2023. Uh, apparently, accepting booking is up until then. So I don't know. Uh, my Alexa upstairs is my own. Down the county, take us home. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. You know what the funny thing is? I can see this being like like a fisherman. Hey, honey, look at the one I just caught. Look how much this one weighs. You know, I can see that kind of. <laughs> but, 